Welcome back to the Becoming Shameless Podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Wallace. I'm your host, Josiah Bain. And today we'll be discussing the power of the tongue. Today's episode is, what did you say? So, we know the tongue is powerful, but how powerful really is it? Uh, out of your mouth goes life and death. And that's about the, the biblical principle as far as, you know, that conversation goes. For sure. Yeah, I, I was talking to my friend, shout out Asia. You're either speaking blessings or curses over your life. And that's why I feel like people gotta be more cognizant of their word choice. I think a lot of times we focus on things and we'll be like, it's not that deep, but it really is that deep because we understand you battle not against the flesh, but against principalities and spirits in high places. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times we tend to just try to overlook things, but we really don't realize how much life we've done spoken into a bad into a situation, and it can go bad. True, and one thing that we do a lot, and I've had to recently um, catch myself with, is we say stuff that you know we mean it a certain way, but when we say it, it has like kind of a negative connotation to it. So Sorry. sometimes if people be like. I'm dead. Or yeah. Like, someone's funny. Be like, I'm dead. I'm dead. Like you know, some people like in some situations they'll be like, you know, that's okay. But in other situations, you know, that's kind of like a, a I don't want to say outlandish statement, but it it can it can have a negative repercussion. Like you know, when people were singing out of Refiner by Maverick City Mo- Maverick City Music. I, I want to be tried. Oh, yeah. That joint right there, I remember that was a big thing on TikTok. People was like, I'm not singing that joint no more. I ain't trying to be tried by five. <laughs> exactly. People was like, as soon as I sang that song, this person died, this person died, and a whole bunch of stuff happened in my life. So you definitely got to be careful about what you're saying out of your mouth. Even when it's a joke, they say the subconscious has no sense of humor mm-hmm. because like, there's a world that we can't see. So when you speak stuff, there are literally forces that want to act on it. Like, you come into agreeing some contracts with certain stuff because you, you're agreeing with certain ideologies. Even then, I kind of, as I'm getting older, in regards to music, I start to understand the power of what you say. Like, especially in our generation, a lot of these young rappers, just rappers in general, but especially the young ones, they come from this certain lifestyle and they don't outgrow it and they speak life and death over, over the song. They speak about smoking ops and they speak about murder and all these things and they end up getting shot. Because whatever you say, it, it'll come. It'll come back. It's gonna come back. You reap what you sow. So if you sow seeds of death out your tongue, it will come back to collect. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's very important. Even then, when it comes to a lot of music, it shapes a lot of people's values because you're either being, you're either singing to something or something singing to you. So when you're listening to certain songs, think about how a sad song changes your whole entire mood. You're, you're sad now. Or the same way you listen to a song that uh, promotes violence, now you're ready to fight. Music actually matters. And the words, even though you want to convince yourself it's just like a beat, the words matter because they sow seeds in your heart. That's why a lot of times people really don't know how they feel and it's tied to what they consume because your ears and your eyes are gates. <laughs> you feel me? They're gates. And they're, even like your mouth, your nose, all that stuff. So you're welcoming things into your life that you don't want because you're not taking things seriously. It's, it's very concerning, actually, especially in regards to the music. Because you see so many people lose their lives based on the lifestyle they promote in the music. And I've seen firsthand people change their lives because of the music they were listening to. 
I think a big thing, like you said, is taking it seriously and also being um, uh, intentional yeah. with your with your words. And you have to really, the Bible, um, is that the Bible or is that my mom? I'm not sure which one. I'm pretty sure it's in the Bible, but my mom used to always tell me uh, to think before you speak. And so, I mean, the Bible does say be slow to uh, speak and fast to listen. Yeah. So, um, it's it's important that whenever you're you're just not bad. And I sometimes, boy, I tell you, I remember I, okay, so I I used to just curse like at sailing like at any moment. And before that, before I used to curse, I started cursing probably about eighth grade. And before that, I did not say a curse word at all. I it's went to a, a private school. Public school. Yeah, I went to I went to a private school, and we we went to a private school, and and I was just not somebody who who cursed. I remember, I heard I think it was my dad. I heard my dad curse one time, and I was like, I was like, you don't, I was like, you don't have any other words in, in your vocabulary to replace that word with. And sure. little, little 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 did I know, eighth grade come around, I'm over there just. Cursing up a storm, and so um, it it really kind of tells the the uh, content of a person's heart when um, what's coming out of their mouth is is that's what the Bible says. It shows like your your mouth utters like your heart. Your mm-hmm. heart is deter- your mouth really do be mattering what you say, mm-hmm. and it shows. I feel like a lot of times it's very when you speak a lot of vulgar language, it kind of shows that you're not as intelligent as you try to assume yourself to be because if you do have the, the vocabulary you really don't need to cuss you really never have to cuss and it shows because when you're applying for a job or you're at, a, at your job you don't speak that language so you're, you're literally like speaking in a certain manner that you know is not very appropriate and or held in high esteem now I would say in terms of in terms of the, the statement of feeling the need to cuss I feel like um, in some situations, not that it's right to cuss, but there is certain language that not everybody understands. So those big vocab words, you know, trying to use them, you might have something like ti. You might have a whole bunch of <laughs> vocabulary, but you know, not everybody can understand those things. So when you're trying to get a point, trying to get a point across, but when you're trying to communicate to somebody effectively and to really uh, uh, have them understand what you're saying, sometimes you gotta you gotta dumb down your language, not dumb down your language. You gotta use different kind of language. I don't feel like I see. I hear what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I don't think you're saying this. But also, I feel like we. I feel like being honest. A lot of times, when you're in certain environments, then you tend to cuss more, and with certain friends. But I feel like mm-hmm. you should never compromise mm-hmm. for the sake of making someone else comfortable. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it's not comfortability. It's more understanding. Like if I'm if I'm using big words around somebody who's never used big. Words oh, you're talking about just in general. I think yeah. you're talking about like in terms of like cussing. No, 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 no. no, no. Oh yeah, you gotta. Know your like we said before. Know your audience because yeah, yeah. you're you're gonna say stuff and it's gonna go above their head. They're not mm-hmm. gonna know what you mean. But you know what they say? They're like a smart man. All right, right? a smart man, mm-hmm. right? He he uses big words. He knows everything. But a wise man can relay it to you so you can understand. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. A lot of people they're not very wise. They may be knowledgeable, but you, it's, it's, if you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you can't share the information and make it understandable, mm-hmm. then you're not as smart or as but you're not really wise but you're not as smart as you think you are because you can't even explain it yeah i think but yeah that's 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 definitely important like no that's something i'm working on too like being vulnerable like being more gentle 
if you're at a certain point in your life, you can't relay the information to somebody like they're always on your level because mm-hmm. it will overwhelm them. And though you are trying to help them, it's going to come off like you're judging them. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, my tone might, my tone, I can work on my tone. I, I can acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times when you're speaking to somebody who knows less than, like I feel like a lot of things we do and how we perceive stuff is rooted in projection. Mm-hmm. So if you're, in a, if you're in a situation where you're above somebody, in any regard, it don't have to be like you're better than them. I'm talking about like in terms of like you may know more of this topic and you're talking to them, mm-hmm. they're gonna feel like you're belittling them a lot of times. But mm-hmm. even though it might, you may not be, it's gonna be how it's gonna be perceived because mm-hmm. it's like you're talking at them, mm-hmm. even though that's not your intention. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's very important to like not dim yourself down, but relay information into a way it's digestible to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's accessible. So how would you how would you know when information is? relatable to somebody like how do you know like this is the point where they're able to understand what I'm trying to say I think through communication engaging like Mm -hmm. the more you're around somebody the more you get to know them so the more you'll understand the things they can and can't withstand right Mm -hmm. it's like you it's kind of like the sports you when you play somebody so many times you learn their habits Mm -hmm. right it's like the same way like if you're talking to people you and if you pay attention to like their body language, how they respond, mm-hmm. you'll pick up on certain stuff. Or if they ask you questions, like you can tell if somebody is understanding what you're relaying. Mm-hmm. So I think that something like that takes time, but I think it's always best to, um, even off the first initial time, just say it in the most simple way. Because if you're starting off already doing it, you're gonna get off a bad impression anyway. Mm-hmm. I think it's better to meet people. It's better to start off small than grow mm-hmm. than start big and then have to dial it back. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? But it's a hard thing because a lot of times people won't let you know they don't. Some people might, but a lot of people feel ashamed when they don't understand stuff. It's like in class when they're like, like, anybody got any questions? Nobody. Everybody, 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 quiet. Yeah. So it's kind of like a lot of times people, and that's the big disconnect. I think that's where a lot of uh, disconnect comes when it comes to communication. Mm -hmm. You're trying to get on track because a lot of times people don't, people don't know how to ask for help and people don't know, people don't know how to say they don't know. Mm -hmm. They just, you know. But yeah, it's important how you do speak to people. Like what you say to people matters, and how you do it. But like, I, like you said, we're people with our podcast. We're not experts into a point where we are above these things. We outrule these things. We're mm-hmm. constantly going these, through these things as you are too. Mm-hmm. So you can learn with us, from us too, but also with us. But yeah, I think um, a big another another centerpiece of the tongue sense of cursing and, and stuff like that and I just sent you this, this the video I just sent you before I came here mm. is um, about expressing what it is that is in your heart right and so a lot of the times that uh, even though somebody curses that doesn't mean there's corruptness in their heart for sure you know and so when you get to uh, hear somebody who has kind of like vulgar language and you kind of kind of understand a little bit more what is in their heart then you kind of are able to relate a little bit more about yeah. why they're using certain certain language like some people grow up around you know what I'm saying? I and um I forgot what uh country it was but you know some curse words are some curse words like just in America there are curse words that are curse words in America and then there are some curse words that are in you know Europe that are curse words in Europe, but we don't see it as curse words here. Like you can't say bloody 
over yeah. it, like that's an actual curse word. And so like now now you kinda blur the lines a little They'd bit. They'd be like, bloody hell Harry. Exactly. Like yeah, now you're kinda blurring the lines a little bit about what is a uh, uh what is cursing. So Yeah. What they talked about in the video that I sent you was um what's the difference between saying um freak? Yeah, freak, but in a certain context of like Replacing. Like, dude, I freaking hate you. Or saying, like, oh my gosh, I effing love you. You know what I'm saying? Like, is 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 the, the use intention. of yeah, exactly is the use of f more than just because they use the f bomb or they cursing somebody by saying they hate them and but they're using freaking. You know what I'm saying? I think intention with most things matter, but also, well, I don't think the world is black and white. But intention does matter, but mm-hmm. also at the same time, there's not a need for it either. I think a lot of times we get caught up, you know, because my intentions aren't bad, that it's a good thing, but it's mm-hmm. still, like, not in your best interest to use vulgar language because, so, so this is as a Christian, you might be the first person that who's a Christian that someone encounters. Mm-hmm. So if you're sitting here speaking, even if it's in the proper, like, even if you're trying to be polite about it, but you're speaking, like, profane language, why would they want to listen to you if you can't even control your mouth? You know what I'm saying? Right. Or even in terms of just, if you're not a Christian or whatever, if you're a person who wants to be deemed as a smart individual, when you're cussing up a storm, this might be your first encounter with somebody. You never know who's in the room with you. Mm-hmm. So you using all this profane talk may deter somebody from even interacting with you or believing what you say because it sounds dumb to most people because mm-hmm. you don't have to use that language. There's never a situation where you have to cuss. We might do it, and I get the concept. I say you stub your foot, you're like, oh, I get it. Mm. I'm not saying there's something wrong with it. So when anything I'm saying, I'm not saying there's something that's like, not, most things, I'm not saying it's all the wrong or it's the Bible says it's wrong. But I'm just saying, there's no need for you to have to speak that type of way because you don't have to. There's other alternatives to say that. Like instead of saying, I got to take a, you know, S word, I have to use do number two. Like there's other ways you could say it. So I feel like it's a choice when you cut because cause you don't have to say those words. Just to be the antagonist Go ahead. in the situation. Now, like I've said, like we're now we're getting into the, the blurred lines of, blurred of lines. what is a, a curse word. Like what makes the words that we're saying curse words? Is it You know it's crazy? I kind of like I kinda of feel what she's saying. You I think cause curse words are you cursing. Right, I feel like. But what are we cursing though? That's, That's what I'm saying. Like, That's okay. If you're not speaking ill on something, uh-huh. then I feel like is it real? Are you like, in my opinion, is that kind of a curse word? Now the Bible says you know very profane talk, so I'm not saying to make excuses. Don't do it. Uh-huh. For me though, per, me personally, if you're saying like you said like OG oh, F and love you, uh-huh. I I don't feel like you're cursing somebody, but if you're like calling somebody their name uh-huh. and like I F and hate you, uh-huh. then you're cursing them. To touch on that subject of. Of the Bible says, don't use, keep profane language away from your lips. So what was, back then in the Bible days, a lot of profane language, a prof, profane language was used, um, by some people who were <clears throat> considered uh, Christians. So like Paul uses, back Paul in Paul's letters and. 80% of the New Testament, yeah. there's times where he uses profane language. So what is... is So profane, by definition, is relating or devoted to that which is not sacred or biblical, secular rather than religious, or 
not respectful of orthodox religious practice irreverent i think i really think a lot of times the intention behind it like if you're just cussing and you're like speaking ill on somebody mm-hmm. then you're cursing at like you're cur- you're really cursing them mm-hmm. like i effing hate you i ooh. I had to say that word actually. <laughs> I almost did. I almost did. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> but like, nah. Like, I feel like when you're speaking ill, it's that's when it's bad. But also, I feel like, like I said, there's no need in many like instances to have to like use that like cuss up a storm, like, cause you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like it just makes you come off intelligent. Mm-hmm. Because do you not have the words to actually or the choice of diction to even articulate what you're trying to say? You don't mm-hmm. have to cuss. But I'm not judging people who do either, because, you know, I used to, like a sailor. Now, I would say one of my, as far as, uh, one of my biggest downfalls is probably in trying to get better and not using uh, profanity and, and curse words and stuff. One of my biggest downfalls is probably playing basketball. Like, while, mm-hmm. while playing basketball, like, and, and just to get into the whole environment and the setting of, of you know, p- places and spaces where you feel comfortable at and places in, in spaces where you like have to be a little bit more on guard like when I'm with like my friends and stuff like when I'm with my friends friends I'm not talking about like when I'm with like the homies like people I, I've, I've known for a while like stuff like that is just like yeah you know regular regular vocabulary regular smuggler. and so um, and like I said I'm on the basketball court too so it's for me it, you have to give a lot more intention to what you're saying um, and especially how you're feeling in the certain environment because uh, a lot of the times like you just can't get too comfortable in, in the <laughs> Bible the, sorry. the Bible the Bible says um, I can't think of the verse right now but you, you can't you can't paraphrase um, I forgot it already you just can't get, you can't get too comfortable basically uh, yeah yeah, yeah. And I think that's a lot of times we get comfortable in our speech that is like we're dumbing ourselves down to an extent because you like that you don't have to. Also, um, going back because I think we're kind of getting a little bit on the same point. Mm-hmm. I think we're in regards to power of the tongue. As much as we have to watch what we say, and like we said, we kind of represent a little bit with the music. Be careful of the language you allow yourself to hear, because now your your morals and your values change based on your surroundings because. Every human is a product of their environment. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a, it's a survival of the fittest type of world. So the stuff you listen to, and I'm not even regarding the music, I'm talking about even like from friends. If you hear your friends share their values all the time, over time, if you keep hearing that values from the same, from different people, your desires are going to change. So you could have, you could have the perfect situation in your life, but if everybody's saying, I want this i want this i want this you're no longer content in what you have you want what they have because now your morals start to change your desires to shift like we've seen so many people who go to college and their desires and their personalities just shift specifically on who they're around so it shows like what are you who are you listening to that actually matters like it matters so much who you are like i said we said before in a number of episodes you are who you hang with and a lot of it has to do with what you're listening to it matters. You got to be very aware of the stuff you choose to listen to because you come into agreement. Whether you, because like, think about it, if I choose to listen to something, I'd ag- I agree to that. It's, an, it's a choice to listen to it. Therefore, I'm welcoming it. Look at it. You have to look at it as when I listen to something, 
willingly, I welcomed it on me. Even when I watch stuff, I welcomed it on me. So be very uh, mindful of the things that you do choose to like watch and listen to, because it it it, it, could corru- it can corrupt your heart. I'd say more specifically, the repetition of what you're listening to, kind of yeah shows like you know just in a in a one off setting. Like if I'm hearing a song for the first time, oh yeah, of course, I, yeah. you know what I'm saying. But like if I'm continually feeding myself with that type of you're building an appetite now yeah now i'm i'm at that point craving i i noticed that a lot when i was listening to raw wave right well, i couldn't get into him raw wave the boy can sing boy i tell but you I, I love i love somebody who can sing like i love listening to singers in, in general like if you Play can, your song. Yeah. <laughs> if you can if you can sing I, I like i like to listen to you but it just got to a point where like i realized when i stopped listening to him like i was like dang like i really want to really want to play some raw wave Especially if I'm like sad or, or having a, you know what I'm saying, a bad day or something like that. I'll just be like, I want to throw on some Wild Wave. And it's like, no, I can't throw on a Wild Wave no more because, you know, I've noticed that appetite in, in me growing. And especially when I'm about to go hoop or about to go work out or something, you like, damn, I want to throw on something that's going to get me hype. Like something, you know, I can just. Yeah. And uh, one thing that you need to start doing, a lot of, a lot of us. Is just read the lyrics, like without the without the music going. Without what the are they music. talking about? Exactly, just like read the lyrics out loud to yourself, not to yourself, but out loud by yourself, or you can read it with whatever you want to. But just read it and be like, hmm, like a lot of the stuff people are saying is is crazy. And it's, it's crazy, it's, and they it's don't. Crazy. You have to be careful, of, like I said, because whether you just like the beat or not, they're speaking things. And the more you and you repeat it, you're speaking it on yourself subconsciously. Mm. You don't realize it. And even then, like when it comes to people's emotions, right? I'm a I'm a bitch to emotions, right? Mm. I always used to tell people a lot of the confusing you feel in your life is because you spoke it over yourself. Like for example, right? A lot of times when people are addressing their feelings, you know they say, "I don't know." Yes, you do know how you feel. Mm-hmm. You may not want to feel that way, but at least try to articulate. Because when you say, "I don't know," You, you're causing confusion or you're like I kind of feel like this and then people will be like I feel like no one listens to me you, you're mad at them for downplaying your feelings when you already did it when you spoke it mm. you kind of feel that's mm. how you feel or like I just don't know I just feel like you do know how you feel articulate that because you're causing confusion and you're downplaying your own speech to the point you're, you think they're just missing what you're saying so are you I think a big way to combat combat that is to yourself be able to recognize in a single word at least about what it is that you're feeling because in the umbrella of emotions we there isn't too many words to describe our emotions like when you really get down when you really boil down to it like everything really falls under like you know it's crazy though maybe shout out my therapist mm-hmm. Linda but there's this thing called the emotional emotional wheel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's there's so many ways to actually express how you feel. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we just limit our feelings to certain. So like you'll say I'm mad, but you're not even actually mad. Mm-hmm. It's something else. But you're not. People don't try to understand their emotions, and if you don't understand it, you can't articulate it. But then also when you keep repetitively saying I don't know how I feel, I kind of feel like this. Oh, um, it's not that deep. Like 
you dismissed you dismissed yourself before anybody else could. Mm-hmm. You have to be stand ten toes about your emotions. If you feel some way, even if you're not articulated, try your best to because when you keep saying I don't know and you leave it at that, you cause confusion for yourself. Stop saying, oh, I sort of feel like this. You don't sort of feel like anything. You just, because you say, I sort of feel like when you did this, it hurt my feelings. You just said what it felt like. You know how you feel. Mm-hmm. Don't downplay it. Because when you downplay your own feelings, you give way for others to do it because you don't even respect your feelings enough to even stand on them. Stand on it. Tend to. A little bit of that I also think comes from the straight up laziness. Like, I don't feel like. They don't want to do the digging. I know for me, I know for me, a lot of times when I definitely. Don't even want to talk about how I feel at the moment. It'd be like, what's wrong? Be like, don't even, yeah. don't even, and then never get back. It'd be like, I do this a lot. I do this a lot with my girl. She'd be like, what's wrong? I'd be like, nothing. Like, don't even worry. She'd be like, something is wrong. In my head, I'm like, yeah, something is wrong. I just don't. I just do not have the energy to talk about it. Do not have. Do not even want to think about whatever it is is going on in my head at the moment. But it's important to at least be honest with yourself, right? And like you said when you say I don't know or I kind of feel you're not even being honest with yourself about you're bothered like you're bothered and there's nothing wrong with actually being bothered by things your feelings are valid but when you don't even stand firm on your own feelings how can somebody else do that because you're altering your feelings for the sake of them feeling comfortable that you're uncomfortable and then you're getting hurt by them and you're blaming them but it started with you you didn't even stand up for yourself so how can you st- expect somebody to do better? You don't even stand up for yourself. You know how you feel. So it's important to really stand firm in what you say when it comes to yourself too. Because you know, like they said, the whole, the whole concept is this power in the tongue. Speak life over your emotions. Speak your truth. Because if you don't speak your truth, you're not going to be able to be happy because you're living in a lie at that point. Because you just spoke it on yourself. And everybody, can, no one can understand you if you don't speak. So you gotta communicate that, and that and, it, and it's, it's so frustrating. It's not even frustrating. It's, it's kind of sad because some people have been taught by life that their feelings don't matter to the point they dis. Like I said, they dismiss their feelings before anybody else has. Like I don't want to address this with your side because I feel he gonna respond this way, and it's like that's so sad because your your feelings matter. When touching on that, on that what you just said right there, when you feel like somebody is going to respond in a certain way. Or you feel like they're going to react in a certain way or whatever. For, it's totally different if you're in a situation where, like, you're scared to say something and you think they might, you know what I'm saying, hurt you or something like that. Then, yeah. then you're protecting yourself. But it's, if, it's something, if it's something like you just are nervous about their response, you have to uh, first realize that, look at, it, look at it as a hula hoop, right? Your hula hoop is your feelings, your emotions, mm-hmm. all that stuff, and everything that, that you are dealing with inside. When you are trying to cater to somebody else and, and saying and their reaction to what you're trying to say, you're trying to let them inside your hula hoop. At that point, you can't even hula hoop no more. Mm-hmm. You can't, you, you're not even able to, to have freedom inside your hula hoop to say what you want to say. So now it's like, you you can't control somebody else's response to what you feel you can't. inside and what you're going through or whatever you want to express to them because that's just your truth and you gotta just that's their problem it's not yours and and let's let's go back into how we're saying there's power in the tongue so you have to be very mindful 
of the stuff you say jokingly. Like, this generation, they love to be like, I'm on demon time. Mm-hmm. Or, like, demon time. Or like, they say a lot of these phrases as a like, joke. I'm a demon. Oh, yeah, like, or they be like joking, they be like, oh, you're going to hell, or I'm going to hell for saying this. I ain't going nowhere, one. (laughs) Two, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, you got to be very aware, like, stop speaking stuff over yourself, because whenever you speak, whether you realize it or not, somebody's listening. It might not be somebody you see, but there's somebody listening, waiting for you to agree to it, come into agreement with that, like, yeah, you're speaking curse over your life, I'm going to bring death there. I remember, I'm going to tell you a story. When I was in high school, I used to be like, man, if I die, I die. Like, it is what it is. That's so one night. I, before school, I'm telling you, I, I, I hear this noise, like, singing, like, oh. And then the, I'm blinded by this bright, like, I can't see nothing. Everything starts going in slow motion. And, and I feel like something's tugging on my back. I'm trying to run. And I'm moving in slow motion, and I'm wide awake. Until I crossed the threshold of the door, and everything went back to normal. And I was like... I'm really not ready to die. I'm just saying stuff, and I'm I'm speaking stuff, and I might be bringing something to myself. Mm-hmm. Like that was a wake up call for me. Like watch what you say, cause you, what's the King Midas? You better watch out what you wish for, cause what you wish for might come true. Mm-hmm. Be careful what you speak. You may say some things you don't want it. Be very careful with the jokes you make or all the stuff you say when you're bragging, because you bragging that you're like you're untouchable. You can't be touched. Can be touched. So when you kind of categorize, right, the power of the tongue, it's really only two options that we clearly mapped out. It's either you're speaking life or you're speaking death. And under life, you got uh, hearing what you're listening to, whether you're listening to life-giving things or you're speaking life-giving things, whether that be on accident, not accident, but not intentional, 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 with your friends, with your family. And so under the category of death, uh, again, you got things that you're hearing and things that you're saying, whether it be intentional or unintentional. So the power of the tongue, let me give you the verse that is kind of centered around at least my beliefs when it comes to the power of the tongue. This is from James 3. First of all, the book of James is is fire. But uh, James 3, this is... uh, James speaking. Uh, James is supposed to be Jesus' brother, Jesus' uh, little brother that theologians think, but I'm not going to get into all that theology and stuff. But um, he says in verse 1, Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers of the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Indeed, we all make many mistakes, for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is for it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil and full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. 
And so blessings and cursings come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce no figs? Produce or a grapevine produce figs? No. You can you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. You know it's crazy, bro, when you said that and you think mm -hmm. people don't realize cause you know we God gave us dominion over everything, right? Mm -hmm. All the animals and stuff like that. The tongue is very powerful, right? A simple whistle will stop a, a dog. Mm -hmm. A, a scream will stop an animal from attacking you. Mm -hmm. Do you realize how powerful it is just to even just make a noise? So the fact that, and think about it like this, people are making millions of dollars off of their voice, just the words they speak. Mm -hmm. That right there shows there is life. It could bring prosperity, it could bring pain. You have to be very, very, very attentive to what you say and how you speak to people. And I think another message in this is, when you speak, be mindful of how you feel. Because when you speak from a place of hurt or anger, words, there's one thing, sticks and stones can break my bones, words never hurt me. That ain't true. Because once you say something to somebody, you can never take it back. And some words stick with their whole lives. Some people, they, they, they were called fat as a kid. They might have lost all that weight. And now, even as an in-shape adult, they're always worried about their weight because that one time in class someone called them fat. That's me. You just you just completely you just completely called me out right there. I'm not even gonna Damn, bro, I'm not even gonna try to sugarcoat it. You just completely called me out right there. Nah, that's true. That's true though. That's how a lot of people are defensive. People are defensive. people have been told something that hurt them and to this day they they are grown adults. There's so many adults who have never healed just because they were told something as a child. What you say matters. When you speak from a place of emotion Hold. Don't even don't even do it. Actually, if you feel like you're gonna speak out of emotion, wait until you're in a sound state of mind. Because once you say something, you can't take it back. And those words can stick with somebody their whole life. That one insult that you had said to somebody, they're an adult and they're still insecure about it. It's people they could be oh your teeth are messed up. They got braces. Their teeth are nice, and they still don't like their smile. All because someone made fun of them as a kid. You have to be very very careful of the stuff you say, especially when it's out of spite. And don't make promises off of good feelings either. We always talk about don't say stuff when you're mad. Mm -hmm. Don't make promises because you feel good. Mm -hmm. You could be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this for you, da-da-da, next week. And then the day of, you're tired. Mm -hmm. You're not in the same state no more. And then you fake on that person and you just let them down because you decided to give them a promise because you were in a good mood. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Make sure when you speak, you're in a state where you're neutral. Where that's cause so you can really check how you feel because when you speak too highly and when you're placed too high, when your world comes crashing down, you ain't gonna follow through. Mm -hmm. And when you speak from a place where you're low, you make somebody else not think highly of themselves. So be very neutral when you speak to another person. When uh I feel like that's life in general. I was just thinking about that earlier. Just whenever you're taking criticism, well we talked about uh, before, whenever you're Speaking like you always have to be in a neutral space. You cannot let your high days, your low days, affect you. Like you always mm -hmm. have to walk evenly, and and that's something that I stay grounded. Really, for real, for real. really yeah. started to understand. You know, in basketball, they'd be like, you can't, you know, you can't let the next play get to you. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you can't let the fact that you just hit three in a row, three threes in a row, affect you either. Because you gonna start doing. 
pull a Jordan pull a dude too much and lose the ball and turn it over. And also, you start to think in a, in a, in a place where it's like, I do this a lot too, just in general. You start to think, I can't miss. And people do that a lot just in life in general. They'd be like, I'm on a hot streak. I might have... They ain't ever going to catch me. Exa- I might have sold this many books. I might have... You know, just got this many promotions in this amount of time. Like, I might just did this now. Like, I'm on a hot streak. Like, you cannot let that stuff affect you. You have to stay at an even, even, uh, like you said, stay grounded. You have to be able to stay in between that middle ground. You can't let it. And don't even share too much of your highs. Because I was talking to my moms about this before. Mm -hmm. A lot of people actually don't like when you're doing well or doing better than them. Mm -hmm. They'll hear you, but people are waiting. It's kind of like you can pr- talk about all the success in your life, but there's someone waiting on the other side to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And that's just that. There's, there's a lot of times a secret animosity. And a lot of times they're doing well in life. People actually get tired of hearing about how well you're doing. You might be just trying to share, like, I'm happy about this. But it's like, man, how come Nick always doing this? He always talking about how he got this, this, and this. And you're just telling because you're excited about it. A lot of times you speak too highly or speak what you got good going on. It creates a lot of secret resentment, especially if someone's not in that position. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, I don't know if you've done because you know we're, we're both like people who like people confide in. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend, and I was like, I feel like when things are going good in my life, and I try to help other people, they perceive it as me judging them or speaking down. And it's like, no, I'm trying to share this high with you, but you're trying to take it as I'm bragging, and I'm just trying to share my excitement with you. A lot of people aren't actually excited for you. Because your your joy and your high highs make their lows feel lower. You know, I'm sorry when you when you said that a lot of people confide in us, and I literally just thought, I feel like the Holy Spirit just told me like, like you have to wherever whoever's out there and whoever is is just allowing people to continue. Oh my goodness, I was talking. I was listening. I was listening to this sermon, bro. I was listening to this sermon. Um, uh, Preston, Preston Morrison, Pillar Church in uh, Phoenix or Scottsdale, in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mm-hmm. He was talking about um, how he was uh, preaching this message and the the Holy Spirit told him to go get a Pez dispenser. You know those Pez candy dispenser joints mm-hmm. where you lift the joint up and the candy comes out? And so um, he wasn't sure why and everything. So it ended up like it turns out he needed the Pez dispenser because there was a lady and his sermon that he was preaching and he was preaching about people just taking and taking and taking and so this comes in with the power of the tongue too because a lot of people are talking to you and a lot of people are sitting there telling you their lies and telling you all this stuff and you are just continuing to listen and listen and listen and listen and be able and you're soaking up all of that that uh that i don't want to say all those words that they're telling you and whether mm-hmm. it may be good or bad so i'm saying you might have some some people confiding people are confiding in you and they keep telling you they keep coming back to you to tell you bad stuff that are hap- that's happening in their life or struggles that they're going through and there's nothing wrong with somebody being able to vent with you and at the same time you have to be able to build that wall of saying bro like no like like i'm i'm not I'm not going to let you keep talking to me. <laughs> you can, you cannot keep coming to me telling me that oh, like how girls. I don't want to say how girls, but how people be like oh, this happened with my boyfriend girlfriend. I don't want to hear this it. happened with my boyfriend. You girlfriend. know what's crazy? This happened like I know? needed this conversation because I was talking about because like that's what I've been going through like a current battle I'm battling right now uh-huh. and like shout out Jesus, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm having to learn like a part of the problem is because of my say like you keep coming to me and confiding to me and I'm telling you you need to do this. You who I'm judging you, but the problem is, 
part of it's on me because I should have deaded it the moment you kept coming about the same issue. Exactly. And and from the message, people were starting. He he concluded it with you're a pessimist that the people just taking, 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 taking. Every single time they come to you, they're taking a piece of you that is that is uh, happy or joyful in the moment, and they're sitting there. I don't want to say corrupting it, but they're so. Being grounded in moments like that applies too because you have to be able to be grounded enough. And if you're not grounded enough in yourself and rooted in, in, in yourself and in, in Christ, if you're a Christian, then you're going to allow somebody else's situation to start fluctuating. Whatever they're saying to you, it starts fluctuating your, your life too. Yeah. So, you know, you just said it still got to me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it right. Mm-hmm. Misery loves company. Hey. That's why you can't tell everybody the good stuff you got going on. Because they may perceive it differently than how you're giving. You're trying to share your joyous moment with them, but because they don't got something going good in their life, they either feel like you're bragging sometimes, they might get a little bit resentful, a little bit envious. Sometimes they generally will tell you something that's kill your mood. Or sometimes, because they are, a lot of people are in secret competition, they try to one-up you. They be like, oh, well, I got this going on. And it's like, you can't really share stuff because people really don't. Most people don't like when you're doing too well too frequently. Mm-hmm. It's the same way, and I'll tell you, Kyle, remember I always tell me we were younger. Everybody got a little bit of hater in them, right? For example, right? If you watch sports, you get tired if the same team wins every year. Right. People right. don't right. like you always winning. Like when Golden State and Cleveland kept going to the finals. Yes. Everybody like, thought that was going to and, 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 and as messed up as it sounds, it happens in life too. People get tired of always seeing the same people winning, 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 winning. You can't share all your victories because somebody might be plotting on your downfall or deep down they're wishing on your downfall because people don't like people who win too frequently. And it's not, and I'm not saying this as a way to say like we or anybody's better than anybody, but it's, it's a true thing. You can't share all your, there's so many stories where people are killed by some of their closest friends because some, you know what I'm saying, they're doing better because people will take you down with them. A man with nothing to lose will help you lose it all. A man with nothing to lose will help you lose it all. He'll help you lose it all because he has nothing to lose. He's envious of the fact that you have stuff of value. And when they don't feel a sense of self-value, why would they care about your value, stuff that you value? A lot of people don't have... People want to believe... That's why I don't believe in concept of good people. A lot of people... Think about it. Why, when you watch a show and it's too happy or something's too good, do you not like it? People don't like prosperity. Think about it. And then you go back to the van. You said people confide in you. People don't want to fix their problems. People like to complain. They'll call it venting, but a lot of people just like to complain. Because venting is something that you do when you're sad and you just share stuff. But when it's a repetitive thing, at that point, you're just complaining. Because you're not even trying to fix the issue. So either either complain and fix the problem or shut up. And that sounds harsh, but I'm sorry. That's some, that's a word. That's advice for me, because in the day, you're what you're doing is you're bringing bringing death to somebody else. Whether you don't look at it that way, you're bringing death. You're bringing your sadness. That's why they call it a trauma dump. You're dumping, you dump trash. When you think about it, that's what I just popped in my head. That's exactly what Rod Wave, what Rod Wave, a lot of musicians do it too. And it's like think about it. You listen to Rod Wave, and now you're sad. These people. You, trauma dump. You dump trash. They're dumping trauma on you, and you're receiving it, and you're welcoming it. Like I said, your eyes and your ears are gates. You're welcoming trash to be dumped on you, and then you're wondering why your mood feels type of way. And so even once again, like when you people vent to you, 
it's and you, uh, you you do know how it is when you someone vents to you repeatedly the same stuff you get drained from it because you're dumping trash and I'm receiving it because it has to it has to go somewhere. There there has to be a a, a balance. Like we're not saying that you can't. You don't say you can't, can't vent. People can't vent to you and people aren't able to share their problems with you. And at the same time, it has to be a balance of you getting life and you also you know hearing somebody out and you know hearing what they're going through if you're always the person if you are the person i'm looking at the camera bro if you are if you are the person that somebody is always coming to every single time and i'm not talking about like you man i feel like everybody like no you like somebody somebody who's always getting who's always somebody who's my fault somebody who people always go to they know, like, they don't even be like, man, I feel like, I'll, no, they know, they be like, yeah, people are always, people are always coming to me. Like, you don't even have any more room for yourself anymore. Like, you man, are, what? people are constantly, 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 and you kind of take on that persona of, like, now I'm supposed to be the person that everybody and now comes you become to. A, and now you become a savior. Exactly. So now and you're I, texting people, like, you got anything, like, you want to talk about? Like, just talk to me, da, da, da. And that's all your conversations with people are. And now your whole relationship is like a whole dynamic of you being like a therapist for them to the point. I don't think I can say, I said this is me too. Cause it, I go through this to the point now they don't even value you because you welcome to dump on you. They they dump their trash on you. They don't even want to share the good times with you. Because, and and the moment the moment you say the moment you say hey I'm not gonna be a therapist no more. They're you cut. You cut. They you cut done. you off, and and that's how a lot of a lot of relationships become one sided because someone confides in another person, and they just kind of whether we want to know it or not, we all use each other. Mm-hmm. It's not doesn't mean it's bad though, but we all use each other, and a lot of times people will just dump, 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 but because they can't release on you, they're gonna go to the next person because it was never about them actually getting to know you. It was about you being of service to them, a place they could throw their waste. And their waste being their bad feelings, their traumas, and all this stuff. Because, like I said, most people don't actually want to fix their problems. They just like to complain. Because they want their feelings validated. And what we say before, feelings seek validation, not solutions. It, it's, it's sick. You got to be mindful of what you allow. And this that, that, that was a message, shout out God, for me. Because I'm going through this currently. You can't always receive people's bad news. Because it takes a toll on you. And then low-key, when you always do that, it forces them not to appreciate you. Because now they take think you have your stuff together. We're all multifaceted. We bear different faces. Sometimes I need things, too. But because I'm a source of comfort for you, you don't even tend to check up on me like I'm not a person. Mm-hmm. So be mindful. Don't let everybody vent to you the same way don't share every victory with other people. Because not everybody's looking for you to celebrate with you. Not every. It's kind of like this. You could wear a flashy Rolex or a nice jewelry and all these things, but there's somebody lurking planning to rob you. Because you're drawing attention to yourself. Mm-hmm. Not all the eyes on you are always in your best interest. Some people are just looking so they can prey on you. You can't just share information with everybody. In the same way, sometimes people you share stuff with, with, they share stuff with, they will throw it back in your face as an insult. Stuff you confide in them. So be very mindful of what you say. Because you speak life and death, but also... You speak life and death through the tongue, but sometimes when you speak to others, you hand them the gun. So please be mindful of who you give that. You know what I'm saying? Be really mindful of who you tell things to because they may not have the best intention. They may be envious. They may, you know what I'm saying, start to resent you. They may not actually want you to be successful. 
don't hand them the gun to where they can, or give them a, the knife because they might stab you in the back. Be very mindful of who you tell things to. Yeah, I think we good. I think we good too. I, I ain't gonna lie. That was a, I ain't gonna lie. That's a, I was learning while we was talking. I was like, <laughs> I was like, damn, I'm learning. Like this make a lot of sense. That was the Holy Spirit that that last little part. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. The Lakers definitely about to get swept, man. On Carol. <laughs> nah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers get swept. But hey, hey, hey Jinx. But <laughs> thank you for tuning in. This is becoming Shameless Podcast. Till next time.